Hey y'all, Ryan here. And before we get started, I have to tell you about a special limited time offer from Belay. At Belay, we know that time is money, and now through the end of August, we're doing something that will allow you to save on both. For the first time ever, we're offering $300 off your startup costs with the Belay Virtual Assistant. $300! All you have to do is book a call with our sales team by August 31st to qualify. There's no better time than now to accomplish more and juggle less. Head to belaysolutions.com to get started. 12 years ago when this organization was founded, it was really foundational that we wanted to create a different type of place for people to work. And we wanted to get out of the corporate, political, cutthroat environments that we were in and create an organization that people can feel really comfortable in, that they could develop in, they could feel honored at, they could have fun at, they could feel gratitude and express gratitude, that they could be collaborative and all of those other corporate things could be removed. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world. You're now one simple tip, practical tool, and small step away from growing your business. One Next Step is brought to you by Belay, the incredible 100% remote organization revolutionizing productivity with virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more, juggle less. Modern staffing from Belay. And now to your hosts. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm LZ, and I'm joined as usual by my amazing co-host, Ryan Fitzgerald. Hey, LZ. It's an awesome day, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Our listeners are in for a real treat today. You and Trisha are getting the band back together, so to speak. We are. Today, Trisha and I will be talking about building a unique company culture. As a leader, it's important to keep in mind that a great culture just doesn't develop on its own. It's up to you to help your team unite around a shared vision. Trisha and I will explain what culture is, and more importantly, what it's not, and we'll share some examples of intentional steps we've taken to shape Belay's culture together over the years. I'm so excited to hear this conversation, LZ. Belay's company culture is really something special, and it's something that I feel like I get to benefit from for the hard work y'all have put in year over year to really build it into what it is. For those of you that are new to the podcast, Belay is the incredible 100% remote organization revolutionizing productivity with our virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media managers. Accomplish more, juggle less, and get back to what only you can do, growing your business with modern staffing from Belay. All right, LZ, let's dive in. You are with me today. It's like the OGs. Here we are. Back, the band's back together, you guys. The band is back together. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's great to it's great to talk to you today about all things culture. I know. I it is know. an exciting topic, one that is near and dear to our hearts. Totally. Yes. I mean, I, I don't think there's Anybody who is better to speak about culture than you, and um, I again, I'm just I can't believe we actually get to do this together again. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. And I want to start <laughs> out with a super fun question because uh, it just helps our listeners. You know, they just love little fun things about you. Mm. And um, and the question of today is, what is your favorite team building activity that we do at Belay? Yes. Well, we were teasing before we started recording that you would know my answer. So um, my favorite team building activity that we've we've done it a few times now is a lip sync battle. Yes. 
And so, you know, the first time we did a lip sync battle, we had some team members that were, OMG, I have to do what? And, um, but it <laughs> yes. was the most fun and hilarious thing we have ever done. And, yeah. you know, from a culture perspective part, right, we put team members together on lip sync teams that don't normally work with each other. So we'll take one person from finance, one person from sales. We kind of take one person from each department, yeah. stick them all together and say, pick a song Here's some props. Good luck to you. And it is absolutely hilarious. Now, that's my favorite team building activity. My favorite event that we do is our Christmas party. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> you throw a pretty bad ass <laughs> Christmas party. <laughs> I do love a good party. <laughs> yes. We have to celebrate the year of hard work that we put together. So we love a really yeah. fun Christmas party. I look forward to them basically all year long. So Yeah. But the one thing I have to say about our lip sync battles um, that I think is key is that we give those teams budgets. You mentioned mm -hmm. about props, props and costumes. And one of the fun things is we give them a budget And we allow those teams traditionally mm -hmm. to go and buy their own props and costumes. Mm -hmm. And y'all, that is one of the best things because everybody's creativity comes yes. out. And I mean, they have a budget, so they're all spending the yes. same thing. And it's fascinating to see people's personality in what they choose. We recently, yeah. not a lip sync battle, but we recently did a field day. Same thing, we gave every team a, a small little budget to get some things that were their team color. And I was blown away at how they spent their money. I love it. Love yes. that creativity. Yes. And they got to pick a team name. Yeah. And then they had a team chant or rally cry. And that yes. was hilarious. We had people doing cheers and cartwheels <laughs> and cartwheels. people dressed up in costumes. And it was the best thing ever. Blow up You shark. did a somersault. <laughs> I literally, for that. I have it. Okay, you don't know. I have it on video. I'm just telling oh you. I'm oh holding it in my back pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not the worst dirt you have on me, though. So. No, but it is really good to see your CFO to a somersault. It's awesome. I, I'm a team player. I'm a team player. I mean, I did the limbo and I have a broken back, so. You did. And you were, you got down pretty close to the finals too. I was oh, impressed. I did. I made it through like round four. I'm like old ladies yeah. representing. Yes, yes. I would have to say one of my favorite events, and we have not done it again, um, just because of location, was the scavenger hunt we did in downtown Atlanta um, yes. and broke into teams. And that was so much fun. And again, we had teams were built up from different departments and watching them work together and laugh. Um, we actually had a photographer who was taking pictures of folks as they ran through the city. And I yes. love to look back on those because it's pure joy in people's faces yeah. as they're like literally running downtown. It was awesome. That was a really fun time too. I remember yeah. that very yeah. clearly. It was a great time. I know, yes. I know. And that's also the time that we did a, um, it was a Vegas-themed uh, party that night. So we had, you know, some card games and mm -hmm. uh, I think it was a blackjack table. And, and again, we like costumes mm -hmm. here at Belay, so people got dressed up. 
I think that's yes. part of our culture. I think we need to write that in with the fun part is you must yes. like to dress up in costume. costumes and dress up <laughs> yeah. is our form of fun. Totally. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's not what makes culture, right? So it is culture not, is not no. bred from fun events necessarily and games and scavenger hunts and all those yeah. things. So I'd love to know what you would say is your definition of what great culture is and what it isn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think at its core, it's about instilling a sense of belonging in your employees and ensuring that they identify with the greater mission and vision and values of the organization. It's a shared vision. It's not necessarily like a shared space. That's what creates culture. And I think to your point back in the um, in the 90s, right, dot-com era, people did think it was costumes and parties mm-hmm. and all the things that we love, a pool table, you know, beer on tap. Mm-hmm. Those are all fun things. But if you don't have that shared mission, vision, and values, then you're not going to want to keep showing up because... Uh, beer pong, ping pong, uh, <laughs> costumes, those are all easily replicated within other organizations. But your mission, vision, and values is the DNA of your organization. And that's what can't be replicated. And so I think to me, that's what culture is. So how yes. about you? Yeah, yeah. And I would say all that and a place where people feel safe and that mm-hmm. they belong and they enjoy the people they're with. So we just had a team event, a team meeting. We have get our team together in person uh, four times a year since we're a remote organization. And one of the things that was really cool is we, we did a Slido on this last team meeting. We asked every team member to scan a QR code and put in the word that what describes this great team. What does it mean to be a great team member? Who is a great team member? What is a great team member? And the words that popped up are really, to me, what it is, what it means to have great culture. There were words like collaborative, encouraging, supportive. So I think you create an environment where it's not cutthroat, Mm -hmm. where people are genuinely here to help each other, do their jobs better, serve each other. Right. Yeah. We have team members you know, join and say, everybody's so nice and helpful, but I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, mm-hmm. and it's our honor to say that the sh- we don't ever drop the other shoe, is that we we yeah. create an environment where people can feel like they're supported by each other at all times mm-hmm. through the duration of their time here and that they truly have connection with each other through collaboration and the things that we do to help foster those connections, which are the events that we do. Those help support right. the fostering and the bonding of the connections. But ultimately, you know, when we when we started Belay 12 years ago now, we said we wanted to create a place that was not political, that people enjoyed showing up to work, that, yeah. you know, you could have fun at your job and love what you do and love the reason why you do it. And for us, we have the great mission and vision and values that help us love why we do what we do. And so I think people Mm -hmm. show up every day because it's encouraging. You know, what other way, you know, to get the most out of your team aside from making it a place people want to come to? And so I think that's always been the framework that we've leveraged to say, we want to be a place people want to work at because as... Mm -hmm. 95% 95% of the other companies, eh, it's just a job. And people just, they're punching a clock and they have to go. We don't want to be that guy. 
No, no. And I think that it starts, you know, from the top down. So mm. the leadership here at Belay, I'm going to speak for myself, but we love being here. We're passionate about Belay. We want to have fun. We believe in our mission and values. And so it's not just this armor that we put mm -hmm. on to go to work. And I felt that before in other organizations where, okay, I'm going to go check in. I'm the, you know, officer of blah, blah, blah. I'm a CFO. I'm a CEO, CMO, and I'm just going to go to work today. A and they treat it like a check in and check out. And so when they do have these fun events or when they do talk about their mission and, and vision and values, it feels fake. Mm-hmm because they're ultimately not living it out. And I think that's really important for the leaders that are listening is that if you if it doesn't resonate from you, yeah. then your team isn't going to believe it. And that's where culture starts. It, it starts with you as the leader and how much you believe in it and how much you are willing to show up and model those values that yes. you write down or put on a wall. Yes, absolutely. You have to embody them. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So if a shared vision and not a shared space, because here at Belay, we don't share a space, creates culture, is it possible to create a culture without guiding principles, things like our mission, vision, and values? Could you even imagine somebody trying to create a culture if they've never spent time to create those things? No. I mean, truly, they're foundational. It, they are the descriptors mm -hmm. of the culture. So it's like your mission, vision, yeah. and values are the foundation of your culture. They're describing the kind of culture you want for your organization. So we created them at the beginning. You know, at the beginning, yeah. we said our values, we will have core values and they will be gratitude. We will have a core value that will be team. We will have a core value that yes. is fun, right? And mm -hmm. so we, we literally have a core value that is fun. And that is why, you know, fun shows up in all the silly things we've just been talking about, because our, we have a value that says we will have fun and we will not take ourselves too seriously. And we have a value that's gratitude. And those are all the foundational things. And so, you know, as a leader and all of our leadership, we know that our six core values are the things that we must represent daily in the day to day, right? We have to show up representing all six yes. of these values in every instance and every conversation and every meeting because we mm -hmm. are creating the foundation for them to breathe and grow. And then they are modeled and mimicked throughout the organization, ideally. So, I mean, my opinion yeah. is you have to have them at the, at the beginning. They are the, they're the yeah. building blocks of a great organization and culture. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that sometimes people don't create them because they don't know what to say. Mm. Like they're, they're starting an organization. Well, what do we want to be all about? And I think it's important to say that we've actually gone through exercises where we've decided, are these still the right things that matter to us? Yes. And so originally we didn't have fun. Mm -hmm. But we, we had fun. To, we just didn't have the word <laughs> right. fun. True, 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 Yes. But what we started to do when we evaluated our team members' performance is we noticed that there was something lacking when we wanted to evaluate whether they were a culture fit or not. And there were team members who just weren't connecting with who we were, and we couldn't figure out why. And we would go through, I remember us going mm -hmm. through and looking at our values. Well, here's, they're, they're definitely full of gratitude. Okay, check that one. And we're like, well, wait a second. But they're the first ones to complain if we ask about 
a costume or right. a lip sync battle mm-hmm. or even just something silly as maybe jumping rope or whatever it is. They were the first one who just didn't embody that. And that's totally fine for them. But it's so important for us here at Belay that we added it. And so I think it's mm-hmm. a good reminder for those folks out there who are just like, I don't know where to start, mm-hmm. or I did this a long time ago and it doesn't feel like us anymore. I'm just giving them permission to say, it doesn't have to be evergreen. You can yes. change it, but have something that in the moment that describes who you are. Yes. And I think that's a great point to make because we've had people say, oh, you know, but is the mission the same? Is the vision the same? Are the values really the same? You know, and I think as an organization mm-hmm. over time, you evolve. That's the way I like to, that's the word yes. I choose to evolve. use is we're not yeah. necessarily changing. We're evolving. And yeah. so we're we're a different iteration of ourselves, but we are still the same organization. You know, you evolve to fit the market. You evolve to fit the culture of, you know, the, the country, the world, if you will, the culture yeah. of the industry. And so there's an evolution that happens. So it is it it can and will be very iterative to your point. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to even talk through, you know, for those who've maybe never gone through the exercise, how you even, how you do begin. I could be a whole nother podcast episode. Um, yes. And how to create core values. I mean, we've gone through this. We've yeah. brought in, um, we've brought in people to help us with that, but truly, you know, taking the most key people on your team and everybody writing words on a wall. Do you remember the exercise? Everybody got yes. 10 sticket notes and you write, what are the words that you think about when you feel about belay? What are the 10 words? And then people would put all the words on the giant wall of all the post-its. And then we started grouping them together that were like words. You know, we had grateful, gratitude, thankful, like, oh, those all go together. And then we would have, Mm -hmm. you know, visionary, forward thinking. You'd have all these other, and you group those together. And then you just keep netting out those post-it notes and grouping them together and then agreeing and eliminating, agreeing and eliminating and then you get to the place mm-hmm. where you have six words. Everybody in the room agrees that is us. Um, and that's how yeah. we ended up with our core values. And we do. We mm-hmm. revisit them. We revisited them yeah. because we used to be five core values. We revisited them, did the same exercise again, and then wound up with this whole other grouping of words that equaled fun that were not a core value. And so we decided to add it. So we went from five to six core values because we said it's important to us enough that we have fun at the workplace, that we're going to add it as a value. What are some maybe examples of our values, how they actually go into practice? You know, if you think about gratitude, you know, how do we show that? How does that show up in real life? Yeah. So I think, you know, we've been very intentional about having ways with which we can define what it looks like in activity, you know, Mm -hmm. because we don't want them to be just words on a wall. And so for gratitude, we have different things like we have a um, frugal wow program. We have a gifting program. We believe that we want to give all of our team the opportunity to acknowledge and celebrate other people and share their gratitude by having a frugal wow program, which means you can send somebody a little small gift that Belay has budgeted for to thank them for what they've done. And that could be a team member, that could be a client, that could be a contractor. Um, but we make sure to have dollars available to express gratitude. We also, mm-hmm. the other thing that comes to mind for gratitude for me is uh, we have weekly staffing meetings. So every Monday morning, the entire company gets on Zoom together. And once a month, we do at, 
at the end of one of those memes, we do what is called snaps. And Elsie, I know they're your favorite. So they are my favorite. <laughs> snaps is like, you know, Elle Woods, you know, legally blonde. She has a snap cup. And um, it's the way yes. to positively enforce people. If, if you haven't seen the movie, you need to. But um, snaps is an opportunity for anybody in the organization in any position or role to just publicly on a weekly staffing meeting, acknowledge and thank somebody for something they've done for them or for the team. Oh, I appreciate this other person because they helped me with this project. Or I appreciate this other person Mm -hmm. because when I was off on PTO, they handled this situation for me so I could be off. Oh, I appreciate this team of people because they serve my team well. So we allow five, 10 minutes at the end of a weekly staffing meeting once a month for our team to just honor each other. And the snaps just go on and on and on and on. And it's a great way for people just, yeah. I mean, you know, language is a love. Sometimes people just want the words of affirmation and they're recognized in a public forum for doing great work. So that's another example of how gratitude shows up for Belay. It's infectious. It's like wildfire. Like I have to cut it off sometimes. Like I hate to because I love the snaps, but sometimes I'm like, I have to cut it off, but it's just, it breathes, right? Gratitude is one of those things that when shown, it just breathes more gratitude. And and that's why I love it so much is because you can see people light up. And we tried, we actually said, let's just do this once a month, you know? And we could tell that our team was like, no, 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 no. Because we'd get to that once a month snap. And then all of a sudden it turned into 20 minutes, you know, because there was so many to give. And so we're like, this is really important to our team. And it does model our core value of gratitude so well. Yes, absolutely. And then we have other core values Mm -hmm. that we represent, you know, as well. We already talked about fun, so we won't go there. Fun shows up in all the things that Mm -hmm. we do and the activities we do. Vision, of course, is a core value of ours. And it's important because, you know, our organization was started on the foundation that we were very forward thinking. We were entering an industry that never existed. Back 12 years ago, virtual assistants of remote companies were not so well known especially the virtual assistant industry. And so we knew we had to, we had to have vision and we had to be forward thinking. And so we do a very good job at casting vision frequently. I feel like that's actually, yeah, as an officer as, and as the CEO mm-hmm. of the organization, it is the most important thing I need to do is remind the team where we're going, what the future looks like and how we're going right. to get there. At frequency. And so, again, part of our weekly staffing meeting is for, you know, for me at a a cadence that makes sense is to talk about the future of Belay Mm -hmm. and to share where we're going and to share what our vision is and to remind people why that's our vision and who we're here to serve. So I think that's an excellent representation of vision. And I'd love to hear maybe your perspective on vision or one of our other ones. Well, I think that vision, you know, we talk about it has to be repeated a lot. Um, And when we think about our current culture and all the things that are vying for our attention as an employee, as a human, Mm. right, as a mother, daughter, uh, wife, there's so many things that want my attention. Magazines, music, Mm. our smartphone that sits in our hand, and organizations pay millions, probably billions at this point, of dollars to advertise and get things in my face over and over again. So I will not have a problem repeating the jingle to an insurance company (laughs) (laughs) because I've seen it so many times, right? But I can't remember the vision or the mission statement for my organization. And so as a leader, you need to remember that there are people who are competing for the attention 
and the memory, the space in the brain of your team members. And so sure, you may say, well, I've already told them. When they started, I told them our mission and vision, or it's on the wall, or it's in the employee handbook. But so many other things have come into their life since then that we need to treat your, you know, you need to treat your mission and vision and values just like any other thing that you would advertise, right? Mm -hmm. You need to keep it in front of them. You need to keep letting them know. And that's one of the things I think that you do a great job of is that literally on our weekly staffing meeting at all of our events, we constantly talk about it so that we are also part of what they are remembering. We ask them to memorize it. Truthfully, we do. That may sound crazy for y'all out there, but we test them to make sure they memorize it. And we do that annually to make sure that they have it memorized. And it makes all the difference in the Mm -hmm. world that they have that as part of their brain. Because when they go to work with a client, it's really easy for them to think, hmm, is this really who Belay is? Mm -hmm. They don't start to insert themselves in who is Belay. All of a sudden, they know who Belay is, and that's how they show up. And I think that's what makes the difference um, in a great culture, but also Ultimately, what makes your product or service great is that there's a consistency by how everyone is treated who comes into contact with your organization. Yeah, totally agree. You know, so if we talk, if we think through, you know, how you convert your guiding principles into everyday practice to create culture, these are the things Mm -hmm. that we're talking about is weaving weaving your mission, vision, and values into all of your events and all your opportunities where you touch your team members. And so um, every weekly staffing meeting, we're honoring one, if not multiple, of our core values. Um, And then the same thing when we get in person. Mm -hmm. Every single time we're in person, it's just on the docket. You know, as the CEO, yeah, I will totally. get out first and I will talk to the organization and I will hit on our mission every time. It goes yeah. without fail because, again, you just can't say it enough. No. And I love that you just touched on guiding principles because I don't really think that that's that's not quite as common in organization as a mission, vision, values. And so um, maybe we can just spend a minute kind of giving an example or, or telling folks about what guiding principles are, because I, I'm sure that that's probably new to a lot of people. Yes. You know, guiding principles are something that are, are newer to our organization. We created them, gosh, was it maybe three years ago? Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, we've had, we had them in our minds, but we didn't have mm-hmm. them on paper. And so, you know, guiding principles for us are just, they are the things that our, the non-negotiables or the fabric of who we are and how we show up as an organization. And they range everywhere from the type of service we want to provide or be known for to how we Mm -hmm. represent ourselves in our day-to-day work. So we have multitude of guiding principles. I think we're at about 20 at this point, guiding principles. It started at 40. (laughs) We're like, we have a lot of rules around here. Um, But we have guiding principles like they're just standards of operation that we believe are important for our team and our organization. So, um, you know, off the top of my head, we have one that is, and this is really bred from, uh, honestly, personal pet peeves. (laughs) This one is like, We start our meetings on time and we end them on time. That is a guiding principle. And so we have a thing. Literally, we expect our team to be at events and on meetings on time. So if the meeting starts at 9, everyone is there by 9. If you are there at 9 on 1, you are shamed. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> we yes. are. We start at nine. <laughs> and, and so yeah. I, I'm happy to say, you know, over repetition and, and years of having this as a guiding principle, every meeting I am ever in and every event I'm ever at, people are on time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like to think of it, we talk a lot about expectations, you know, when you think about performance reviews or, you know, intentionality. And to me, that's what they are is it's, it's a, it's a guide of expectations of how we run our business to make sure that there's no confusion. It's, Mm -hmm. it's uh, like Dave Ramsey says, it's almost the roadmap to the party. You know how to show up, you know what's expected of you, and then you you don't have to guess around Mm -hmm. about it. And so I feel like adding that guiding principle piece to the mission and vision and values completes the picture so that there's no ambiguity that comes along with them. Yeah, they are the activities that tuck underneath the core values that are how you show up and represent that core value. So one of our core values Mm -hmm. is God. So a guiding principle underneath God is that we pray before all meetings. And that's how God shows up. That's how how it looks in practical application, and that's how we honor Mm -hmm. that core value. And so we have guiding principles for all of our core values that tuck underneath, and they're they're how they show up in the day-to-day. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Well, are there any resources that have influenced you think belay or perhaps you as it relates to the development of cultures or something that kind of sticks out and says, you know what, this was like a turning point or this was a great resource for us here at belay. There are so many current great books out there that talk a lot about culture and what it means to have great culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of the books that you can read, there really is this absolute passion for believing there's a better way to work. And I think that that is the initial catalyst for what what Belay is founded on is, you know, 12 years ago when this organization was founded, it was really foundational that we wanted to create a different type of place for people to work. And mm-hmm. we wanted to get out of the corporate, political, cutthroat environments that we were in and create an organization that people can feel really comfortable in, that they could develop in, they could feel honored at, they could have fun at, they could feel gratitude and express gratitude, that they could be collaborative. And all of those other corporate things could be removed. You know, who knew if it was going to work at the time? But truly, over the years, there's so much information out there now. When you look at high-performing teams and successful teams, I mean, at the crux of our success is truly the fact that people who love their jobs and enjoy their work and feel purpose and connection to their work actually show up as higher performers than the person that is just has to go to work and doesn't like their job and doesn't like their boss and... You know, the performance you get out of people is so obvious when people enjoy it. And so that mindset has been the biggest resource at Belay is like, how do we create an organization, a growing organization where we can keep the foundational ideas that people enjoying being here actually is the most important thing Because even when you look at it from a business standpoint, it actually equals great return on your investment. You get great return on your employees and investing in them if you do it the right way. And so that to me is the biggest resource, if you will, for our culture. Do you have any others? I love that. Yeah. 
No, I, you said it beautifully. You said it beautifully. And <laughs> I think you. that that is a, it's, it's a great stopping point mm-hmm. because I also think it's a great teaser because you've been kind enough to say that you're going to stick around and we get to continue this conversation. And I'd love for people to subscribe to our bonus content in order to listen to that. Yeah. So let's pause here and, uh, and tease everyone and get them to come over and join us for one more question. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. Awesome. Well, guys, in order to hear that clip, you must subscribe to our email list, and we will send you a link to all of that bonus content. Or you can always visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find a link in our show notes. LZ, what a great conversation between you and Trisha. And like any great band that's coming back together, y'all did exactly what we wanted. You played the hits, and I'm super grateful for it. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, we did. You know, we are so passionate about our company's culture that it's easy to sit around and to talk about those things. And I just love having her on the show with me together. Um, It just always feels so special. You know, we put a lot of intentionality behind our company's culture, and uh, and hopefully, Hopefully, we shared some good nuggets that our listeners can take away from that. Well, today we've got a one next step for our listeners. We have a free download of our brand new ebook, Lead Anyone from Anywhere. So head on over to the show notes to access it now. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for this week's One Next Step. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And if you're ready to start accomplishing more and juggling less, go to belaysolutions.com. Join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you advance your business one step at a time. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com. Join us next week for a fascinating conversation with Monica Allen, an author, entrepreneur, and executive here in Atlanta. She'll be chatting with LZ about her journey as an entrepreneur, some tips and tricks she's learned starting and growing multiple businesses, some of the most common issues she sees facing entrepreneurs today, and a whole lot more. Here's a quick preview. So goal setting allows me to set goals for my business, set goals for myself personally when it comes to staying healthy and working out, set goals for my kids' education, set goals for everything that I do for, you know, getting involved with the charter school. All of that is really important to me. And so I write it down. I actually ended up creating a planner around that because it's so important to write down your goals and then you can break them down even further to actually get them accomplished. And that is what I've managed to do. 